Hey guys, my name is Alex, and you're listening to the Thousand Movie Project Podcast. January is here, and January, of course, marks the end of the holiday season, but it also marks the end of season. Season is the catch-all term in hospitality and retail for the time of year when tourists are in Miami, restaurants are booming, and the weather is comfortable enough that people are getting out of the house, and when they're out of the house, they're more inclined to buy things. So at work this week in the grocery store, things will be slowing down for the first time in more than a month. Naturally, at a grocery store, there's chaos in the days leading up to Thanksgiving. Chaos not only because of the volume of business, there's also the fact that they're buying just a huge amount of stuff. And what naturally makes the whole thing infinitely more complicated is the fact that with every day that passes toward the holiday, the more stressed everyone gets. There's these encounters where someone comes up to the register and their cart is flooded with shit. It's hundreds of dollars worth of groceries, and rather than the normal routine where the cashier gra- snatches things out of the cart, hands them off to a bagger, and the process moves along somewhat quickly, you'll get the occasional customer in seasonally fraught times who would prefer to hand each item one by one to the cashier. They'll say, okay, I'm just gonna hand them to you one by one because there's some stuff here I don't want. Then why is it in your cart? What's way worse, please don't do this, is when you have the cashier start ringing up your shit and then you vanish. Coming back minutes later when the line has eight people in it and the cashier is standing there waiting for you to swipe your card, but no, they can't swipe your card because you've just brought back eight or nine more items and in light of these new acquisitions, you now want to remove five or six things from the original hall that we just rang up in your absence. So everyone's a little tense, a little bit irritable. After Thanksgiving for a couple weeks, it lightens up, but then as Christmas starts to creep closer, the stress mounts again. And the same thing happens with New Year's Eve. What I had not anticipated though, is that the two most brutal days of the year would come after the holidays. There are two days of the year when the grocery store is closed, Christmas and New Year's, and in 2023, they both fell on a Monday, the busiest grocery day of the week, which meant that on those two consecutive Tuesdays, the store was absolutely insane. It happens two or three times a shift that I will be in an aisle and I'm wearing the store uniform, I'm wearing padded gloves, I'm wearing knee pads, I'm carving open boxes, I'm climbing a stepladder, I'm stocking shelves, I'm sweating from exertion, but also my nipples are standing like little cadets through the shirt front because the store has fucking doorless refrigerators along the entire perimeter. And someone will approach me and they'll do a little tepid wave and they'll go, hi, and then they lean toward my name tag. Uh, Alex. Hi, Alex. Tell me, do you work here? And the answer, of course, is no. I don't work here. The reason I'm wearing a uniform, knee pads, gloves, and a name tag, climbing ladders and putting food on shelves in a grocery store while carrying a knife, is because I am the most frightening man on earth. Or there's the customers who come up scoffing, and they've got a cart filled with literally 30 or 40 items, and they go, ugh. You don't have lentils. And they clap their hands on their thighs. That's literally the only thing I came here for. And in the interest of keeping my job, I have to be super courteous and tell them I did get the memo. Normally the memos come from corporate, but today a police officer delivered it by hand. It was a little card from Western Union. Janet will be here at 6 p.m. Stop. She is only coming for lentils. Stop. Please have lentils ready. Full stop. I'm so sorry. I forgot to set the lentils aside. I know it's literally the only thing you came for, but 
Hopefully your wrath will be assuaged by the literal dozens of other things that you have found in the process. The other night during a huddle at the end of our shift, one of the managers got really earnest with the crew. He said it's been a hard couple weeks, harder than usual, but you guys have really risen to the occasion. There have been tears. I, I know there's been tears. I've seen them. Lots of sweat, lots of tears, but you guys did it. You nailed it. You knocked it out of the park. And I want you to know, last week, because of all you guys working way harder than normal, the store made $850,000, almost $1 million, telling us, in other words, that while it has been a trying time and the tribulations w will continue for days to come, we can rest assured that our extra effort, our extra frustration and inconvenience and aches and pains, they, they are collectively earning a lot of money for someone else. Occasionally, at peak stress during the holidays, we would get one of those unicorn customers who's like always in a good mood, and they would reach the front of the line and they would say to the cashier, always with a very earnest, sincere smile, Whoa, you guys are booming! It's so crazy! You must be thrilled! It's happened enough that I'm starting to think it's like a, a common misconception that when a store is earning almost one million dollars a week, any of, any of that trickles down to the crew? Because it does not. Which is very frustrating, and I keep my high horse tethered to the nearest post so that I can mount it and sermonize about the injustice. But at the same time, it's great. I love it. I really like the job. It's the least toxic work environment I've ever been in. And because of the fairly harmonious atmosphere among colleagues, because these eight-hour shifts go by kind of quickly, it's making me starkly aware of my own impulse to rail against things, to pick fights with a situation. Is it a little fucked up and broken that everybody works so hard for so little pay? Sure. Is it is it taxing in a deep spiritual way to smile over and over at customers who want to know where we keep the vegan eggs and nod at us like a cartoon villain whenever we tell them at fucking 9pm that, sorry, we are out of arugula, and they tell us, oh yeah, for the fourth consecutive night? Isn't that convenient? People really do often speak as if we go into the back and hide the item that they've come to get. So yeah, dealing with that shit is taxing, but when I look at the restaurants on Lincoln Road and I see what those servers appear to be earning, I ask myself, like, would I really rather be there? Would I rather be earning $120 in five hours of constant frustration? Or would I rather be at the grocery store earning just $100 in eight hours, but those eight hours are relatively comfortable and routine and there's good company. I don't really know. Um, there's angst and indecision about this, there's gratitude, there's resentment, but what are you gonna do? Tis the season.